Hello, my zebras and spoonies. Thanks for coming. I'm glad that you're here. So I've been talking about boundaries a lot over my last couple podcasts, and this is also going to be about boundaries. Um, Specifically, I want to talk about medical boundaries. Um, This comes up a lot for those of us who have chronic illness. Um, And I think that the first place where medical boundaries comes up for us is in regards to decision making. If you are a legal adult who has guardianship of yourself, then you have decision-making power for all of your medical stuff. And you don't need anyone else's input, permission, opinion, consent, agreement, etc. in any of the decisions that you make in regards to your health. Now, you always have the right to include other people in your decision-making process. But it's important for you to remember that it is a choice that you make and that there is no one in your life who is entitled to be part of your medical decision-making. That is always exclusively yours. And you absolutely should draw boundaries when people in your life try to make decisions for you, um, especially medical decisions. And especially if they're individuals that don't have um, full information about what's going on. So that's definitely an important thing to kind of keep in mind and think about when we're talking about boundaries and why it's important and how they help us have healthy relationships. And this falls into the intellectual um, boundaries, really, because it's about respecting that individuals have the right to, um, you know, their own ideas, their own thoughts, their own opinions. And we as legal adults have the right to make our own choices. So it it's really about having a respect and having boundaries around our intellectual status and seeing us as intellectual equals who deserve the right to be intellectual creatures and make our own decisions so but it kind of expands further and becomes more specific you know to the chronic illness person that piece about decision making so another thing that comes up when you have chronic illness is boundaries around medical information. And this is something that often comes up in context of whether or not people that we have relationships with believe that our diagnosis is real. And sometimes we feel compelled to prove to them that our diagnoses are valid. So first, just let me say that you owe them nothing. Whatever diagnosis you have is yours and you owe the people in your life 
nothing, no justification for that diagnosis. If they choose to believe the validity of that diagnosis or not, that's on them, that's their problem. You are under no obligation to, quote, sell them your diagnosis. That's between you and your doctor. It's your doctor's job to investigate your medical problems, and it's his responsibility to sell you on the diagnosis. If he or she makes that diagnosis feel like it fits to you and the treatment plan is working for you, then that's it. That's enough. You don't need anyone else's two cents on it. And you always have the right to say no in giving people your medical information. And it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter if they're your spouse. It doesn't matter if they're your parent. It doesn't matter if they're your brother or your child. You are not required to give them information about your medical status. How much you disclose should be a matter of how safe and how comfortable you feel in disclosing that information. It shouldn't be something that you feel bullied, pressured, or compelled to do. When you disclose your medical information, that should be about you, not them. So absolutely, it's really important to have boundaries around your medical information. So then the last place that I think that medical boundaries come up with chronic illness patients is around our medical accommodations. And this kind of falls into um, informational boundaries and decision-making boundaries. We absolutely have every right to, to ask family members to make accommodations and they then can either choose to respect that boundary or not. And if they choose not to respect that boundary we've drawn, that we say we need because of medical stuff, it doesn't change any obligation that we have in context of either decision-making or our informational boundaries. We aren't required to give them more information or an explanation of our decision-making. What is then required if someone doesn't want to respect a boundary when we say we need this thing because of a medical reason is that we then have to decide whether we're going to stay in that situation. Um, so an example that I frequently use with this is that I am sensitive to bleach. Um, it, this, the fumes of it can make it difficult for me to breathe. It triggers my mast cell stuff. And um, I will ask people that are around me to not use bleach. And a respectful response is to simply not use bleach. There are some people who are curious and who will ask, and I'll just give the basic information that I, I have a, the equivalent of an allergic reaction to it, um, that it makes it difficult for me to breathe. And, you know, but that I shouldn't, I'm not even required to give that. That's just what I'm comfortable with. You know, but how much information you give to explain the reason for, for asking them to do something 
is up to you. Just understand that the they are more likely to, to meet you halfway if you give them at least some kind of basic rationale as to why you want them to change their behaviors. If they refuse and say, I'm still going to use this bleach, now I have to decide whether or not I'm going to stay in that environment and risk having a mast cell reaction or whether I'm going to then say to this person, okay, if you're going to use bleach, then I'm going to have to leave. You know, and I'm, I'm sorry that we're not going to be able to visit today, but I really can't be around the bleach. You know, I'm sorry. And that's the option that I take. And, you know, I would say that if someone's not going to respect something that you say is harmful to you, that you should probably reconsider that relationship. You know, if they're not interested or concerned when you say something is a safety issue for you or a healthcare issue for you, um, I would question how valued you are to them if their safety if, if your safety and your medical wellness isn't important to them. So those are the kinds of things that I feel like come up when we have chronic illness in the context of boundaries. And I think that it's really important that we think about how these boundaries affect us and how we feel about our decision-making and our information and how we want to address these issues before we get into the mix of it. Because the reality is, is that these boundaries are going to be things that we need to draw frequently. And that because our chronic illness changes a lot over time, these boundaries are also going to be things that will frequently change over time. So it becomes important for us to be very conscientious about thinking and considering how we feel about the way that our chronic illnesses affect the way that we socially engage with other people, and the way that it necessitates that we draw boundaries in our relationships. So thank you for coming and hanging out with me today. And until we see each other again, stay safe and draw good boundaries. Bye.